Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodcher. Terrific. And even more terrific, we have a special guest joining us this week, Carissa Clevin. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Carissa. Carissa is here because this week we are talking about rodeos. And Dave, I'll speak for both of us. We know n- not much about rodeos. <laughs> we don't know too much. So uh, that's why I thought it would be a good idea to bring in at least somebody who knows what they're talking about to correct me when I make mistakes and so on. Uh, but we actually know Carissa from, we've only known you for about two months or so, right? Roughly, yeah. Uh, we f- first did a filming with her for a rodeo. We did a quick little rodeo commercial. Carissa uh, played a gothic chick, <laughs> and I was yeah. the I was the uh, handsome cowboy who lured her <laughs> to the rodeo, and it actually worked. But uh, we, have, we haven't even put those up on our Facebook page. I guess I'm going to oh, have yeah, to do that. After this episode, we'll have to do that. Yeah. But uh, Dave and I also played as we uh, role as a what were we two dads? Two dads, yeah. And then Dave played another one. He, I think you had the best one when you were on the horse. Yeah, that was a good one because I got to one. be on the horse. <laughs> yeah, and Krista, you actually own a couple horses. I do. I have two. And uh, she let us ride them for a little bit, so that was <laughs> yeah. fun. But uh, yeah, Force of Nature is going country this week. Gone uh, country. It's a song, but <laughs> I'm sure it is. Uh, so, Chris, can you tell everyone a little bit about your, just a little bit about your rodeo experience and kind of your background in it? Yeah, absolutely. So, I started riding horses when I was, I think, 10. My parents got me riding lessons as a birthday present. And so, oh, nice. I started riding and then I just uh, never stopped. <laughs> and then I started doing rodeo about like five years ago, I want to say. And I've done I did mostly barrel racing. I did high school rodeo and poles, and I rope a little and just, you know, dabble in a little bit of it all. What are the poles? Uh, So it's pole bending. So there's six poles in a row, and you run up, you weave all the way down, weave all the way back up, and then run back, and it's timed. Oh, where they jump kind of? No, they don't jump. They, like, weave through them. Oh, oh, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, they did that. uh, At the rodeo here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They do it in a lot of local rodeos. It's not a pro sport, but they do it in, like, high school rodeo and, like, local rodeos. But Okay. Okay. Great. Well, thank you. Uh, we also hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode where we met up with our old pal, Rabies. Rabies. Oh, and we also made a second clip for Rabies. It's the Rabies. Get to the chopper. Oh, yeah. We just barely made we made that uh, second clip last week, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thought it was pretty good, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought you were going to tie it in right there. No. Okay. Pause for effect. <laughs> All right, we're good. But yes, that was our new uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger clip. We always like that one. Or that's our new one that we like, right? Uh, I do still feel like we have a lot more questions. We got a lot more questions and answers from last week's episode all about rabies. Yeah. We, we kept thinking of new things that we were like, huh, I wonder about this and wonder about that. And now we have more questions than answers, it seems like, <laughs> yeah. all about it. But as always, we are joined in the studio by everybody's favorite cheetah, Colonel Cheetor, everyone. Carissa, damn girl, you looking good. Yeah, how about after the show you come back to my den? Mmm, he's kind of cute. <laughs> oh, God, don't, tell, don't boost his ego any more than he needs to be. Yeah. Look at that grin on his face now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You, can't, you can't see it, but I'm winking. <laughs> oh, he's definitely going to be winking back, that's for sure. 
All right. As always, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to us. We've been doing real well on our downloads, and we've got several shout-outs to give this week, too, Dave. Oh, nice. Uh, so that's awesome. Thank you, everyone. Uh, and if you enjoy the show, something you can do is go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you use. Give us a review. Give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. And we say this every week. Like The, the ratings and reviews really do help the podcast. It helps gain more attention, gain more listeners. So it will mean a lot if you could help us with that. So every time you say that, it sounds like you're saying gains more tension. Gains more attention. There we go. <laughs> is that okay gains for you, Gains more tension. Isn't that bad? <laughs> I see that's one of Dave's stupid jokes. He's going to be doing that throughout it's the episode. It's plenty. I'm, plenty I'm, of them. I'm here for it. Okay, so what I want to start off is going to into a little bit about rode- the history of rodeos. All right. Uh, and rodeos in general, really. So I don't know if you know much about the history. A little bit. Okay. Well, if at any time I'm wrong, feel free to correct me. Okay. So the word rodeo is taken from Span- the Spanish word Rodeo, which translates roughly into English as roundup. Oh, I thought it meant rich people street. No, oh, that's a rodeo drive <laughs> huh, in California. Yeah. And the term was first uh, used in English around the 1830s. And today, a rodeo is a sporting event that involves horses, bulls, and other livestock designed to test the skill and speed of the cowboys or cowgirls. There are a number of events that we will go over a little bit later, uh, but let's kind of go over the history right now. So many rodeo events are based on the actual tasks that were required by cattle ranching. It was real stuff that they had to do. And the beginning of rodeo can be traced back to the ranches of the early 1700s when the Spanish kind of ruled the West. Mm. The Spanish cattlemen, known as vanqueros, vaqueros, Ah, vaqueros, something like that. Vaqueros, that sounds better. And they would influence the American cowboy with their, kind of with their clothes, their uh, language, equipment, and traditions, which still influences the sport of rodeo today. Many activities remain the same today as modern ranches, uh, albeit with modern methods and equipment. These ranches, the ranch chores would evolve directly into the events of the rodeos. Uh, Early rodeo-like events of the 1820s and 30s were informal events in the western U.S. and northern Mexico with cowboys and vaqueros uh, testing their work skills against one another. And after the American Civil War, rodeo competitions emerged, and the first one was held in... Anybody know? No. Texas. <laughs> no. Oh, it was God. actually Cheyenne, Wyoming. Oh, wow. Yes, in 1872. Hmm. And the first professional rodeo, t- the first professional rodeo, I guess, uh, took place in Prescott, Arizona. Wow. As uh, they, It was professional because they charged admission and they awarded trophies. Huh. And that was in 1888. And then between 1890-1920, rodeos became public entertainment and were often combined with the Wild West shows. Are you familiar with those, Dave? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so do you know what those were a little bit? Kind of. Okay. Like, like, uh, Annie, get your gun. Yeah, so I I got a little bit about her. Yeah, Wild West (laughs) shows were traveling performances, kind of like... circus of what you would think like a carny deal with a wild west theme 
Uh, these shows started as stage productions and evolved into open-air shows that they kind of romanticized the stereotypes of cowboys in the American West. Because kind of by the 1900s, it was mostly done. The, uh, the outlaw days, uh, the American yeah. West. Except for in uh, Red Dead Redemption, um, in the first one, John Marston died. I think that one takes place in 1910. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd like to note that all of their horseback <laughs> knowledge is based off of Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> and so That's so it's, true. It's exactly so I will right. be I will be chiming in often to <laughs> politically correct them. <laughs> totally fine. I have played the game, if that makes you think. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's You're great. You're probably farther than me. Yeah, Dave hasn't. You haven't you, you, you even played the first one. I only made it to the Braithwaite so far. Oh, God, Dave. <laughs> I just wanted to run around on the horses. Yeah. And yeah. rope I let, people and put them on train tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I let. Uh, like your, the evil villains in days? Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not here for the storyline. I'm here for the cheap entertainment. <laughs> I let your kids play it to your uh, 10 year old daughters. Oh, I let them play it. Further than and, they, <laughs> and they were all that. I just let them play when I was playing, and they were just going around. What do I do? They just run around, crash their horses, and <laughs> doing that. And then I let your son play it, and he's just going around trying to kill everybody. Oh, that figure. That sounds about right, huh? Yeah. Well, let him play Grand Theft Auto. And what type of horse do you have again? I have an Arabian and a quarter horse. Yeah, I remember when she said Arabian. I was like, that's what I had on Red Dead Redemption. I know a little bit about that. Yeah, aren't those the cream of the crop? Isn't that what um, everybody wants? No, everyone was... The quarter horses are the going breed, like the top of the line, so oh. to speak. Arabians are actually the oldest breed in history. Hmm. Um, they were equipped... Equipped... I don't know if equipped is the right word. They were built for... Yeah, bread. I guess that works. For hot weather and endurance. So mm. they have bigger lungs than most of the breeds. They have bigger oh. nostrils and larger airways so that they can, you know, breathe in more air at one time. They also can um, retain water easier than other breeds can. Um, so they're they're built for, for all of it. Oh, that's okay. interesting. I think I've... Um, I, I believe that's the horse they use at medieval times to do their, their dances, you know? Yeah, you, like, you see yeah. it. You see Arabians. If you trace every domesticated bloodline, they all have Arabians in them. Oh, okay. so they're the oldest domesticated breed. Oh, oh. very interesting. And that is why we have an expert. <laughs> all right, where were we? Uh, Wild West shows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, some famous attractions at these shows were uh, Buffalo Bill Cody, who ran some of the shows, and then you had Annie Oakley. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a star of the West shows and well known for her sharpshooting skills. Isn't like there a horse too? Pew pew. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Isn't there a song about her too? Well, it's, the, it's a musical. Is it? Yeah. Isn't there something Annie like Annie Get Your Gun? Yeah, yeah. Is Annie Get Your Gun? Okay, that's yeah. who it's from. All right, but the shows combined with the rodeo are very similar to today's rodeos. Even uh, now, in between events, there are little shows and entertainment segments at the rodeos. They have the. Uh, the rodeo clowns—they do little little skits. It kind of reminds yeah. me of a, a Vegas show. In a little, does that make sense though? Yeah. The way it's done is kind of there's a little bit of not necessarily magic, but well, yeah, I mean, they they have, there is sometimes, right? A little it's, bit of cheap humor. Yeah, it's cheap. They get cheap pops from the crowd. Yeah, that's well, they keep it going, you know, because there's there's a lot of prep work involved with rodeos and whatnot. So they, no, I thought they it was sure kind of entertaining. The, the one we were at, the guy—I yeah. thought they made some good jokes. Yeah. Because y'all saw the one-armed bandit, right? I don't remember that one. The, the dude that's literally got one arm and his horses get like on top of the trailer. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, y'all, if yeah. you went to the 24th of July. Ripley, and he had a had zebra doing that, He did have too. a zebra. A zebra? Yeah. <laughs> didn't you I, see? I wasn't there for oh, that Oh, you didn't see that one. Okay. Yeah, he had a zebra. Oh, yeah. that's kind of cool. And it would just follow the horses. It was cute. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so rodeos for a time even were popular in the eastern United States around the 1930s. There were even special events held in the famous Madison Square Garden. Wow. I didn't, that's something I didn't know. But uh, around this time, the Wild West shows were dying out, but the rodeos still had, uh, adopted some of the entertainment values and they evolved and they're still a huge thing. And rodeos became extremely popular events. By 1939, rodeos attracted twice as many spectators as auto racing and baseball. Wow. And baseball was hot back then, too. Yeah. But uh, many towns began to organize and promote their local rodeos, just as they do today. Uh, in towns all over the West, the rodeo, uh, the rodeo became the most anticipated event of the year. Up until 1929, there was... No standardization for a rodeo competition, so uh, then associate associations began forming, and the first being the RAA, Rodeo Association of America, and there's actually tons of associations now. I'm not even going to try to name them all, mm. but this brought uh, promoters, managers, and competitors all together. Uh, something else, historically women have uh, long participated in rodeo. Uh, there was... Prairie Rose Henderson. Have you ever heard of her? I have not. She debuted at the Cheyenne Rodeo in 1901. And by 1920, women were competing in rough stock events, relay races, and trick riding. But after a woman named Bonnie McCarroll and another woman named Marie Gibson died during the events, uh, women's participation was kind of uh, lost for a while. It was curved. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. And not too long after women uh, organized associations, and they were just back at it not too much longer after that. And today, the there are many events that are women participate in. Which ones did you say you did again? You've done again? Uh, I've done barrel racing and pole bending, but there is quite a few others that are, um, like for women. I won't say only for women, but for women. Okay. Hmm. We're going to we'll go over some of them so we can talk about them there. Uh, yeah, and so, like I said, that was a very brief history of how rodeos came to be. And there is a lot more to it that we're not covering. That was super brief. But we have other things we want to talk about. Uh, today, rodeos aren't just big in America, but they are big in many countries. It's big in Canada, Mexico, Colombia, Venezuela, Brazil... Argentina and Chile, pretty much all over Latin America. Mm. Also, and, and I didn't know this, is that uh, it's pretty big in Australia, too. Wow. There is quite a few um, professionals in the gig. Uh, lots from Brazil, quite a few from Australia. I mean, they're, they're from all over Canada. Yeah. There's quite a few. Yeah. I thought it was an American thing. I no, definitely, definitely an all over the world sport. Oh, yeah, oh. In a lot of parts. Yeah, like all of Latin America, they're big into rodeo. They, they're cowboys. They got cowboys all over the place in oh. uh, Brazil. Yeah, Brazil is big with the rough stock and the bull riding. Um, there's quite a few professional bull riders that are from Brazil. I could not name them if you asked That's me, fine. but <laughs> but there is quite a few that compete like in the big name, the big leagues and stuff. You know. Okay. All right, but let's now talk about some of the most popular events. Uh, from my knowledge, these are there are or, sorry there there are really two types of events. There's timed events and rough stock. Correct. You are correct. What's yeah. rough stock? Um, so to give you a brief 
categorization. That's not a word, but it is now. Um, <laughs> so the... Ooh, Cheetor, you falling down a little? Cheetor, <laughs> get, get back. Get back, buddy. But anyways, so rough stock events are the ones where you are trying to make a time. You know, you're trying to make it to the eight seconds. Okay. You know, like there's the bull riding... Um, Saddle bronc, bareback, uh, ranch saddle. There's a couple different ones. And then there's the timed events where it's you against the clock rather than trying to make it to a specific time. It's rather, you know, the fastest time wins sort of concept. Okay. That makes sense. All right. So for timed events there, so help me out if I make Mm -hmm. a mistake, there is roping. There's a couple different kinds of I've roping. So. Uh, don't worry, I've got you. <laughs> gotta, like, gonna, I've got you, I've got you. tee off from that a little bit. There could be uh, calf roping, breakaway roping, or team roping. What's Correct. the breakaway? What's... Breakaway is actually a women's sport. Mm-hmm. Um, it is essentially like with calf roping, where they're trying to beat that calf. Well, not beat the calf out of the chute, but get to that calf quick, rope them. And then instead of jumping off of their horse and tying them like the men's sport does, they have a rig that attaches to their saddle that when that calf reaches the end of the rope, that rope breaks off. Hence the name breakaway. And your time ends when your rope breaks off. So it's not breaking. So you don't have to tie the calf up. It's just rope and stop your horse and and get that calf off your line as soon as you can. And then that's where your time stops. Usually they're in the two to three second range. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, they're pretty it's pretty fast. Um, it's not something that is in pro rodeo, but it is in a lot of local and high school rodeos. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, calf roping is based on real ranch work that they had to do back yeah. then, and they still do. Arguably, I believe that's the most history-driven event. Yeah. I feel like okay. that is the most... That and team roping are the most useful in the real world kind of concept. You know, there's not a lot of us that are just jumping on wild horses nowadays, you know, but they're that team roping and calf roping. Like that's real skills that are still used today in the ranch. Yeah. You know, I I have it written down and it's the oldest of rodeos events. Mm -hmm. And that's probably where they started. And so what they, they would use the calves that were roped. They, that's what they would use them for their branding Doctoring or, and lots uh, Yeah, of medical treatment mm-hmm. and uh, many other purposes, whatever they needed to. But that's what they would use them for. And that's still used today. Mm-hmm. I've done it personally. Have you? Oh, wow. it's, if you ever have the chance to go to a ranch and do a branding, I highly recommend it. Because <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a giant shit show, but it's like a really entertaining, useful shit show. So, like, there's people on horses that are roping cattle, dragging them to the fire. You're branding, you're vaccinating, you're castrating, you're ear tagging. You're doing everything all at once, all, all while the while trying not to get run down by mama cow and, uh, yeah. you know, kicked in everywhere by little baby cow. So wow. it's it's a fun, it's fun. I recommend <laughs> it. If you have the opportunity, take it. I have not had that opportunity. Would be. They I don't do even think... do that in Red Dead. <laughs> oh, <Ooh. yeah. laughs> well, you hogtie people. But yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> same, same concept, you know, same concept. But, uh, yeah, I, that one I like, or the, the, what is it called now? Breakaway and Breakaway. Uh, what's the other one? The cow. Just regular. Cow well, roping. Well, cow roping? Is it roping? Calf, calf roping. Calf roping, yeah. yeah. Those are those are big skills. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just oh, amazing yeah. to watch them running full bore and throwing a rope around That's something highly 20 skilled feet away. Yeah. For sure. I just highly... it around the neck, taking it down. It's it's a lot of itty-bitty little tasks that go into the big tasks that you don't realize, like the small like minutiae of it that gets you to this like big end goal. Mm. It's quite a bit of like... Every part of your body's involved, and you need to know mm-hmm. what you're doing, or 
It doesn't go well. Mm. And it actually kind of makes a lot of sense on how rodeos would start in this way. You'd have like two guys be like, I bet I rope that calf faster than you. <laughs> yeah. I bet you don't. And then they have a competition and then it just kind of grows from there. And yeah. that's, I, that's I, ideally how this rodeo started. Yeah. Especially like when you're branding like 300 calves, you know, you're trying to Rapid beat, fire. you know, you're trying to beat sun up to sundown. So you've got to do a lot of quantity in very short periods of time. Yeah, okay. That's true. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, I was going to go, I'm going to go off my script, even though I think we talked about it, but it's pretty, uh, cowboys, how it works is the uh, cowboy ropes a running calf around the neck and then the horse will stop and the cowboy gets off and puts the calf on the ground and uh, ties up three feet together. Three feet. Yep. What's yeah. with, why three? Um, it's, it's really only need three, because I mean, if you tie Two, they could still stand. Yeah. They can still support themselves and get up. If you tie four, it's just a lot more things to oh, grab. Okay, that makes so tying three, you are disabling one end, so yeah. they cannot level themselves to get back up. They're pretty much uh, so. Why do down to the four ground. when you only need to do three? Exactly. Oh, that you makes know? perfect sense. And when mm-hmm. you're trying to hold down a calf, you know you're holding them down with your knees mm-hmm. and trying to grab two legs with one arm, one leg with the other arm, while also wrapping your rope around to tie them. Four is just a whole lot more when three does the job. And they do it so fast. Why say many word when few word do trick? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. But that and the horse is, the horse knows when he jumps off, horse starts backing up. Yeah, you're right. The horse can't get up. You're exactly right. It's quite some teamwork going on. High quality training. Yes. (laughs) So, what is a good time in, say, a calf roping event? Um,. If you're going off like professional PRCA standards, it's usually around like seven to six to eight seconds in that range. Hmm. Yeah, rodeos. I've I've realized this, everything is really quick. Everything is quick. Yeah. All right. So yeah, then there is breakaway roping. Uh, you kind of talked about it. So when once the calf is roped, it's over pretty much, right? Well, once the breaks. Yes. Once the rope leaves your saddle is when the time ends. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it's just you're praying that your horse stops and that calf keeps running. Right. You know. And this is mostly for uh, cowgirls and mm-hmm. younger cowboys, right? Yes. Yep. It is a. In bigger leagues, it's just a women's sport, but there is quite a few like local rodeos that will do it for like younger kids. Gotcha. You know? Okay. So next is team roping, where two people, and it could be sometimes a man and a woman, they capture and restrain a full-grown steer. Okay, so a steer. I actually, I text Carissa about this earlier today. Because oh, yeah. I was, when I read, it said the, the technical term for a steer, what that means, it's a castrated uh, male cow, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the technical term. Yeah, that's the dictionary definition of it. When you think of, like, when you say, like, steer and bull, people tend to think of, like, this big, like, beef cow, Mm -hmm. and they're not. In roping and everything, they're quite a bit smaller, uh, comparable to, like... Are they full-grown or are they juvenile? No, they're full-grown. Oh, I thought Um, they were juvenile bulls. Nope, they're full-grown, because they... They're just a different breed of yeah, cows, so they're trying to be a little bit smaller. So not the two-ton. No, so when you like when you stand next to one, they're about like uh like mid mid torso height Maybe to three you. or four feet. Yeah, okay. give or take. Um, yes. No, yep. well, that may, that helps. So yeah, they uh, go and one rider will lasso the steer's horns while the other goes for the legs, the the hind legs, the back legs. Yep. Yes, and what would be a good time for that? Uh, you can get down into the like 
five to six range with those. Damn. Mm -hmm. That is actually the only team sport in rodeo. Yeah, that's what I heard too. So another event is barrel racing. It's another timed event. Uh, and it's kind of tests the speed and agility of the horse and the rider with the rider and the horse making agile. They may just make agile turns, trying not to knock the barrels over. So it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is mostly a women's event, is it? Uh, in pro rodeo, yes, but there's a lot of smaller associations okay. that it's an all gender. Um, but in in pro, it's just women's. Okay. And did you say you've done this one? Or I no? uh, would like to consider myself highly educated but I'm probably wrong. But no, I did this this event all through. That's kind of how I got my, my toes wet in the world of rodeo. Ooh. So I did that through high school rodeo, 4-H, you know, the whole shebang, and I still do it a little bit here and there. So. Right yeah. Have you gotten, what's the, what's a good time in this? Um. So with barrel racing, um, there's different sized arenas. Yeah, I was thinking so that. Obviously, everything is going to be a little bit different. Um, your pattern's going to be more spaced, less spaced. So, like, there's some arenas that run, like, roughly 17 seconds, and there's some arenas that run, like, 13 seconds. So it just depends on the arena. Okay. Uh, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. All right. So then there is also the goat tying event. This is usually just kind of a for children event, right? They do this in high school rodeo, okay. but that's about as, as high up as it goes. Yeah, okay. And it's just like calf roping, but with a goat. Essentially, yeah. So they're not roping the goat. Uh, they have the goat. It is on a rope that's tied to a stake in the ground. I think it's like a five-foot rope. So that goat can is, you know, mobile. Okay. And they will, the girls will come out from one end of the arena, run to the goat. They will jump off their horse while running. It's actually quite interesting, and I have scorpioned a time or two trying to do it. Um, so they will jump off their horse running, run up to the goat, and same thing, three legs, tie, okay. and that's your time. Oh, okay. All right. So next, we have steer wrestling. Uh, this one sounds oh, crazy. Okay. I know which one it is. Yeah, this one, it really sounds crazy. So... A rider jumps off of his horse onto a smaller, or I guess I thought it was a smaller, but this is a regular sized steer. Yes. Uh, Same ones you'd use for like team roping in the sports. Yeah. I thought when I wrote this, I thought they were just smaller bulls, but no, (laughs) steers are just regular. They're on their own size. They're their own thing. And uh, it wrestles it to the ground. The rider will wrestle it to the ground by grabbing its horns. And I actually Mm -hmm. watched a few videos on this. And these guys were doing it in under five seconds. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty quick sport. It's just too. boom, boom, done. It's right out of the gate. Like a yeah. it's just so fast. It's like trying to yeah, it's like a tailback trying to get <laughs> or uh, trying you're trying to get the the running back on the end. You know. Yeah. That's all it is. They jump on it. Yeah. There's quite exactly a huge right. technique to it head. though. Like they've got oh, yeah. they've got a hazer. Um, and so their hazer, so their hazer is the other person who rides, they'll come out of the chute or the opposite side of the chute with them and they'll keep that steer running in a straight line. Um, so they haze the opposite side of the steer to keep it going straight. So that steer doesn't try to take like a hard left coming out of the chute. Mm -hmm. Um, and so as they come down, he's looping his outside arm underneath the horns so that he's got a hook on him essentially and then he plants his feet comes to a stop and rolls back with him kind of okay. brings him you know rolls that neck back mm-hmm. till all four to feet knock him down. are uh yeah. is this parallel horizontal either or. Hor- horizontal horizontal yeah, we'll yes <laughs> so all four legs are horizontal i did really well in school <laughs> 
But yeah, there's a ton of skill involved in this. And so this one's also really dangerous, too. I mean, you're literally jumping off of a horse and then yeah. you tackle a bull. That's and, literally and, what the, the event is. And sometimes the bull, you're them throwing the bull right on top of you, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's, Catching that's horns and that Catching sort of thing. Catching horns, yeah, exactly. They're Horses, not small. feet, you know, that happens quite a bit. Yeah, you're exactly right. So next what we have is called rough stock competition. So you, you said what the, can you go say the definition one more time? Yeah. So instead of this being a timed event where it's you against the clock, this yeah, one is right. more so trying to make a time. So this is where you get the whole like eight second ride kind of stuff. So all of this, everything is eight seconds when it comes to rough stock and you're just trying to make that time and get your best score within that eight seconds. Gotcha. Do you know why it's eight seconds? No, actually, I do not. Yeah, maybe and that's just the the number they established. Ten's like too many. Nine, and eight yeah. sounds good. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I wonder if they just keep going until they're like, man, until they're like the 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 bull has pummeled their their bottom and they can't stand it anymore. You know. Oh, I well, mean, it would probably be hard to stay any longer yeah. than eight seconds. Well, I mean, when you look at it professionally, eight seconds is is pretty top of the line. Right. So I feel like if we upped it any, um, yeah, if it's like go till you fall off, yeah, then it's like that's oh, right. here, yeah, you're gonna, yeah, I, I think you get too many injuries. Probably some association somewhere down the line decided it, and here we are. Yeah. Could be walking like John Wayne after the first competition, <laughs> you know. All right, so uh, our first event is uh, bronc riding. Can we, can we just say Bronco? Uh, or is it Bronc? Someone's going to look at you funny if you okay. say Bronco. Okay, so it's um, just Bronc? It's a total slide. Well, yeah, so there's a couple different kinds. There's Saddle Bronc. Saddle and non-saddle, right? Yeah, and then there's Bareback. Yeah, Bareback. Yeah, so there's Bareback and Saddle Bronc, and then there's also... Uh, you probably didn't write this one down. This one's called Ranch Bronc. Uh, no, I that didn't write that one down. one also is a women's sport. We'll get into that in a second. Okay. So uh, this is like a buck and bronco horses. This is essentially what it is. So how do you do that bareback? Well, so do you want me to go into it? Hold on. I think like I got to? something on <laughs> okay, it. Okay, go ahead. I've got a paragraph on okay. it. So let me well, it depends on which one you're talking about because there's two. Well, you, I'll let, let me do this yeah, and then you go can go ahead. Go, you'll correct me and make it better. So. Uh, it's literally riding a horse that doesn't, it, well, this in general, is literally riding a horse that doesn't want them on its back. And horses are bred to be bronc riding horses. It's a big money industry, actually. Yeah, I can it's imagine. It's a huge money industry. Mm. And there are two types. Well, I guess there's three. There's four. There's four. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, bareback and saddle riding. Saddle bronc. Saddle, saddle right. bronc. I didn't write that. I actually didn't write that much, so. It's fine. Go ahead with bareback. So, um, bareback, that's what we were talking about, right? Bareback, yes. make sure I'm talking about the right one. So, there is a, it's comparable to like a suitcase handle, if you're thinking about it. And it is strapped to the horse's shoulders. Okay. So, but the cowboy is sitting bareback on the horse. But this suitcase handle, they put their uh, right or left hand, depends, whatever you'd like, into that suitcase handle. And that's all they've got. It's just mm -hmm. that suitcase handle. And it's... It's called a riggin. Anything with rough stock, your equipment is called a riggin. But they've got their hand in that riggin and then their free hand to help balance. Balance. Yeah. Them, right? So bareback is a suitcase handle, essentially. Okay. Mm. And that's the same with bulls, right? No, they just okay. have a rope. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get, get into, into bulls. So you, bulls will come done, up in a minute. So have you done saddle and bareback before? Uh, I, you know, I've unintentionally done <laughs> uh, quite a few of them, but I have purposely gone on a few bulls. In my oh, life. really? Yes, I have. So is it so is bareback versus the saddle bronc? Is it just as diff or is it more difficult? I mean, each is their own skill set. You know, uh -oh. each is their own. Because with bareback straps, uh, um, no. Well, in um, saddle bronc, sort of you do. 
Okay. But with with bareback, all you've got is that suitcase handle, and it's so you, know, you can't lock your feet in it. No, there's oh, nothing okay. to lock your okay. feet into. And then, like with, I mean, you're in a fixed point. You know, obviously the horse is moving, but it's a fixed point. With saddle bronc, you've got a rope to the horse's face, so you this hand has got to be moving with your horse, give and take. Mm. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> interesting. It just feels like I, if I were to do that, I'd be bent into an accordion or yeah. something. <laughs> That's why no one rodeos for very long in their off. life. That's true. That's <laughs> true. There is a short span in the career of this. Um, so next is, or wait, did you, yeah, we talked to, well, we you had two back. other, you talked about bareback well, and saddle. So okay, what were the so, other two? So there's saddle bronc. We'll go into that one a little bit more. That one, you have a saddle and you have stirrups that your feet are into. Okay. But instead of your hand being in a suitcase handle, your hand is on a rope to the horse's face. And so every time that horse bucks, you have to give with it, but then take that control back so that you're not, you know, you don't want to be loosey goosey because you're still also, that's what you've got to hold on is that rope to the horse's okay. face. So is that, is that the, uh, what is that called? You know, when you, what you ride with. Not Your the rigging? leash. Is, is, well, the lead is that rope. what it is? Lead rope, essentially. Okay. So that's like, what it is that you're using Because you can the... see, obviously, I'm showing, We're showing a picture. We're showing a picture, yeah. showing a picture to us right so now. He's, he's in a saddle, but he's also, this rope is to the horse's face. Okay. And so okay. he's got to, to give and take, but not give too much for that horse to get his head too far away from him, but also okay. not take too much that it throws everything off. Okay. Mm. So that, that one's, I mean, they're each their own skill set. That makes sense. And you said there was two, one or two others? So there's bull riding. Do we well, want to go into that? I'm, yeah, I got okay. that next. We'll get that. So then there's also one called um, ranch riding, and that one is a two-handed rough stock event, okay. actually, sort of. So you're in a basic normal saddle like anything that you would ride to an extent. Like there's the specific like ranch riding saddles, but you, um, and then you've got your like your saddle horn and your rigging and everything, but you can also use your second hand in this, your other hand, do people have more than two? I don't know. Um, so when that horse makes that first jump out of the chute, you can take your free hand and grab onto your saddle with your okay. free hand. So mm -hmm. then this is why this is a women's sport. There's actually a huge, like women are uprising in this sport very quickly. Uh -huh. There's, there's a lot of women who do this profession professionally, but, um, it's a two handed event. Okay. So you've got a little bit more control. Gotcha. Okay. And that's that's also self skilled and yeah. different from the others. Different they're all different. They're all a little bit different. So then we should talk about what why why the horses buck. Because usually you train a horse not to. Yeah. Not to. <laughs> so these horses so are bred yeah, okay. for it. Yeah, they're yeah they're to, bred right? for it. So I mean it's it's the same thing as like when you. Um, paper your dog. You want them to have nice bloodlines, you know, with no health problems and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. When they're breeding rough stock and like bulls and horses and everything, they're bred for that. They're bred for that performance. They're bred for the drive. So there's a lot of horses that are bred for it that it's not, they're not cut out for the sport. And so mm -hmm. there's um, actually a big market for people who buy like reject bucking horses. Okay. Like I've got some friends who own some rejects. Um, Which means they're probably perfect for riding, right? Exactly. But there's just some that just don't have a drive for it. Yeah, you know, there's just some that just... Individuals just oh, like yeah, any other animals. You know, but there's... They're, they train them from a young age because they've got dummies that are spring-loaded so that they can... They strap this onto them and then at the eight seconds they pop it and it falls off so there's no, like, humans harmed in the training okay. of these animals, you know? Oh. Um, and it's safer for animal and person, but this spring loaded. So they do like fraternities where people are just going to like pay for, it's like auctions. People go to pay for like this fraternity bull that's up and coming. He's only two, but he's got a couple more years to mature, 
you know, kind of like sense. how uh, recruiters go to high schools to yeah. pick out high school athletes yeah. that are you know, I, I up see and coming. That. So yeah, it's and an interesting kind of concept. It's a big business industry. Oh, absolutely. It's a huge money market. Horses are worth a lot of money. They can oh, be, mm-hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. So Especially th- those specialized bloodlines, yeah. you know. So they're just bred to not let a person ride them at all then, huh? Essentially. They're bred for, you know, their skill, their performance, and agility and that sort of thing. Okay. The bigger, the better. The bigger bone, the stockier yeah. they are, the better. Okay. That's kind of what you're going for. You're so looking they for the athletes. Mm-hmm. So they double as the loner horse to the people you don't like then, too, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can borrow this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, horses are just... Horses are big. People don't understand how <laughs> yeah. big horses really are. Yeah. And I'll be honest. Horses kind of scare me, but he's, I'm not having been. He's wrong. calling them big, but he wrote my horse, and she's small. I <laughs> love the horse smaller because you could tell. Yeah, like, she's a big ass animal. Oh, yeah. she is a petite little thing. My petite. head's my head's what, ten, twelve feet up in the air. Yeah, I've, I've never measured it, but probably it's pretty up there. high up. Yeah. I, I still horses in general are just yeah. big animals. They are big animals. We saw a couple of those other big horses. Oh, they were huge. That, that, yeah, so there's different breeds. There's like, so many you know, different yeah. breeds. Yeah. If I probably just saw your horse, I'd be like, man, that's big. But yeah, I get since people... we walked down the alley seeing the big ones, like, oh, yeah, I'll take yours. Yeah, let's yeah. take yours. We saw one yeah. that looked like a freaking giraffe. giraffe. <laughs> yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah. Horses are huge, and, and I imagine that we will do a special horse episode some other time and talk about it. Yeah, because there's a lot more to learn about that, and maybe you can be a host on that as well. I'm here yeah. for it any time. Nice. So, yeah, well, we will definitely cover horses another time. But next, let's uh, let's go to a sport that people will most associate with rodeo, mm-hmm. and that's bull riding, obviously. That's something that I'm pretty sure everybody has at least heard and seen about. But these, uh, so these bulls are not steers. No. They have their balls. They do have them. And they are big. And they are very big. And they are full of testosterone. Mm-hmm. Pemped up aggression. Pent up <laughs> aggression. That's a good way to point it. Yes. Uh, and this makes it even more dangerous. This is probably the, it's one of, if not the most dangerous sports ever in the world. Bull riding. Yeah. Arguably. Yes. Arguably, yeah. Oh, you know what? I, actually, I, if you don't mind... I read something <laughs> about this. They did a study and decide, and said, yeah, bull riding is the most dangerous sport in the world. Okay. Uh-huh. I had someone argue with me one time and tell me that tubing behind a boat <laughs> was more dangerous <laughs> than bull riding. I said, I don't even think that's a sport. That's just doing something. He, said, no he's, sports, he yeah. goes, he's like, there's so much more risk of injury. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I buy that it's, one either. It's, no, uh, I didn't uh, buy it. Yeah, they like... did a study and they said uh, tw- um, 20 out of 100,000 people will be, uh, I-, I can't remember the word they used, but essentially either maimed for life or dead. Mm-hmm. 20 out of 100,000. And that's, and I guess the next closest they decided was football, which was one, less than one person yeah, football, in Yeah, football, brain damage. So I, I would yeah. definitely say in American sports, at least, this is probably the most dangerous sport. Yeah. I would I, I have not agree. met a bull rider in my 21 years of life that does not have some horror story about how he got hurt, you know? It's yeah. not, nobody walks out of that and was like, man, I got lucky. And, you know, there's, yeah. there's none of that. You're getting lucky is like being in the hospital for less than 24 hours, you yeah. know? <laughs> they, say it's not a, they, just, they say it's not a matter of if you're going to get hurt. It's, it's when. when. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone gets hurt. Oh, absolutely. It's the deter like this study was based on man you're gonna get hurt and for life mm-hmm. like something detrimental you know mm-hmm. like a 
a, a serious not going to let yeah. you do anything injury. else anymore or you die, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in this a rider rides with one hand holding a rigging. I wrote that a down. Riggin, yes. R- a rigging. Rigging. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's a rigging. But yeah, Regan, I get it. Yeah. Is it Thule? Is it Tawilla? I don't know. Oh, that's a Utah joke. Don't worry about that. Anyway, uh, so yeah, and they keep the other hand in the air. Uh, I assume that's for the balance. Yeah, absolutely right. for the balance. Yeah. And the goal is to stay on for eight seconds, uh, I guess. And we, we went over why. There really is no reason why. We don't know. I don't know. I'm just, sure there is. I just don't know. Yeah, it. I don't know it either. But uh, since bulls are so unpredictable and may attack a fallen rider, there are what they call rodeo clowns out there to distract the bulls and help prevent injuries. Bullfighters. Yeah, yeah. bullfighters. Bullfighters is a more technical term. I yeah, remember hearing correct. that, and I'm like, no, 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 bullfighters are, that's the no. Mexican I know, thing. we're no, like, no, we're no. not rodeo guys. We're like, those are clowns, okay? Uh, yeah. Call yourself bullfighters all you want. They're clowns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the same concept. Same they're... They're there to be a referee, essentially. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. They are there to put themselves um, in harm's way to make sure that no one else gets hurt. They are the uh, lifeguards. Yeah. You know? And I've seen I've seen quite a few bullfighters get hurt and when the cowboy walks out, you know? Because they put themselves hand out on the oh, yeah. bull's mm. face to make sure that that cowboy gets out of the way. Yeah, that's exactly right. And there, uh, So there are other main... Oh, wait, hold on. Do we have any more we want to add about bull? Bull riding? Yeah. I mean, we can. I mean, there's plenty of stories yeah, there's about. Plenty of stories. I've got two, a couple of stories that. You we'll got Lane Frost, right? That's arguably the. The main one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you care, I googled why we ride for eight seconds. Okay. And it says eight seconds to the length of a qualified ride. Oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Do you want let's to talk do about that? that? In the... Well, let's hear what if. She... Oh, okay. It just says after eight seconds, the bowler horse loses adrenaline, and along with fatigue, their bucking ability decreases. Oh, okay. Okay. So the bull can't buck for that long. Okay. Okay. okay so you ready? Yeah, go you ahead. Explain that. Okay. So Carissa just actually looked up um, the meaning for eight seconds. So go ahead. Yeah. So I googled it because uh, I need to know, um, <laughs> and basically they're saying that. Eight seconds is kind of the span of the adrenaline with the animal rather than the person. And it kind of goes off. Um, so after eight seconds, they'll deter their uh, bucking abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, so it's okay. basically for the overall health so, and well-being of the animals, that's about the length of a qualified ride. Okay. Because along with fatigue, it just affects Any longer them more could so harm over, the animal. Yeah, over time. Oh, okay, so. Interesting. Hey, now we know. We learned something yeah. today. And so now, um, also, maybe it's just me. Maybe this is a myth, but uh, you know, well, of course, bulls are bred to mm-hmm. to buck. But there's something more to it. What makes them buck in the uh, arena? Um, so it's the same with horses and bulls. It's called your flank strap, and so this goes right in the like right in front of their hips, um, in that kind of soft tissue that's right there in their hips, and that rope just. That's it's a soft spot essentially, and so when they pull that rope, it tightens, mm-hmm. and that's when because they pull it like right that as pisses you open them the chute, they... essentially. But like I've seen, I don't know, it's it's not a it's they're padded with um, sheepskin, so they're soft. It's not like we're uh, yeah. tying Stabbing a chain them. around them or something. You know, it's it's definitely as well taken care of as in that aspect be. of the sport as it can be. You know, there's no harm done. There's no like long term damage. 
you know, mm-hmm. these animals walk out of the arena and want to get in the trailer for the next rodeo, you know? Yeah. So is it like giving someone a wedgie, but to an Essentially. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Essentially. Okay. All right. So um, I have a few more things I want to get to before we talk uh, about a couple stories. All right. Um, so in the United States and Canada, there are various high schools and colleges with a rodeo team. Mm-hmm. I actually remember when I, my first year in college, when I moved to, um, Eastern Montana, uh-huh. in the middle <laughs> I'm sure of nowhere. they had quite a big team uh, out there. Yeah. That was pretty much the school. I moved there to play baseball, but, um, yeah, I went to Eastern Montana at a Dawson community college and they definitely had a rodeo team there. And I remember them just in the commons area, they were just roping shit, just <laughs> random stuff all the time. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's what they do, I guess. Nice. But yeah, it's everywhere. And rodeo is the official state sport in Texas, South Dakota, and Wyoming. Hmm. And remember, you know, the even the Wyoming license plate has the iconic silhouette of the bucking horse and rider. Yeah. yeah I grew up next to Syracuse, which was, you know, it was farmland, ranch, you know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people had horses there. And they, in fact, I knew a lot of friends that run farms, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's rodeo is a big but, thing here in, yeah. uh, in Utah. It really is. Yeah. Um, so one thing I was very curious about and I researched, however, I wasn't able to find that much information. So maybe Chrissy, you could help me out with this, but I was curious on how much do these rodeo cowboys and cowgirls make like money wise? Well, I, as for my knowledge, it all depends. Like in most sports, the bigger of a star you are, mm-hmm. the more money. So how I think it works, like I said, correct me if I'm wrong, is that there's a prize for the winner in each event and the the money amount will depend on the size of the rodeo itself. And at the bigger rodeos, the prize money could be like a million. Yeah. So kind of, I mean, with your local rodeos, a lot of the payout that you're looking at, it's like a couple hundred bucks, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but when you're looking at like PRCA, PRCA is the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like the NFL. Um, so when you're looking at those rodeos, the payout can be upwards into the millions. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about like the NFR, which is the Super Bowl of rodeo. It's a 10 day okay. event. The payout for those, I pulled it up, so I'll read it for you. Okay. <laughs> um, but the payout for those roughly the winner of each event per night, the average payouts around 27 grand. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's also, let me backpedal. <laughs> so to even get to the NFR, it's based off your money earnings. And so oh, okay. people are coming into this with a current standing of over a million dollars. They're wow. coming into this with their, their year's earnings. And then they're also adding this money on top of their year earnings, which decides um, the overall winner, the average winner at the end of the 10 days. I'm okay. It up. That Stand by. makes sense. Yeah. So based on, just for our measurement, what what was the, we went to the, the Ogden, the Ogden Pioneer, City, Pioneer Day Rodeo. Ogden Pioneers. What, what, uh, how, I guess how professional of a rodeo was that? That is a PRCA rodeo. Okay. So the payout you're looking at that is probably upwards in the thousands for top, um, top for first place. First place. Yeah. Okay. For each night, uh, each person, each go around, that sort okay. of thing. Um, so if... Uh, the NFR actually breaks it down for us here. Oh, I was completely wrong. Um, <laughs> so, yes, you're looking at about 27 grand for first place, and they pay out to sixth. Uh, sixth place is about five. Okay. And then there's the average per event. So at the end of the 10 days, whoever's taking home the most money, that pays out around 67 grand. Oh, um, go, and that pays out all the way to eighth place, and you're looking at about seven grand at eighth okay. place. And then 
the total payout per event for all 10 nights, you, you know, you're looking at just a little over a million dollars per event. Um, so when you total it all up at the end of the day, it's a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's and a lot there, of money at a rodeo. There's people, especially in the pro leagues, obviously, if you're making upwards of a million dollars, that this is their life, you know? Yeah. They live out of their horse time. trailer, they live out of their truck, and they run that rodeo trail 10 months out of the year, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I did look up this. I was able to get something on this, but the some some of the more experienced rodeo clowns, bullfighters, <laughs> uh, they make they make pretty decent money. And some of the the the, the top guys they can make um, around two hundred thousand a year. Wow, doing yeah. it. There's actually competitions that are just solely for bullfighters, um, and they do that actually during the NFR. That's um, clowns, by the way. Wrong. <laughs> um, but they do this during the NFR. There's actually competitions for them that they do like as part of the rodeo, but it's not like with the rodeo. And then also when we're talking about payout, stock contractors and those animals that are in the NFR, they're paid out uh, around the same amounts of money per night, all 10 days, that okay. sort of thing. Yeah, those, yeah. You mean the people that provide the bulls? Yeah, and the horses okay. and everything. Yeah, so like the rough stock. So those Jeez. stock contractors, those horses and bulls that are brought there are top of the line. Those animals have yeah. to qualify to get there themselves. And so they're the stock contractors <laughs> are taking home payout for their horses and wow. their animals that are also competing for those 10 days. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, so um, also the cowboy who has made the most money as of 2016, this is what I researched, is a man named Trevor Brazil. 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 Like the country, Brazil. Okay. Trevor Brazil. There's an L-E at the end, but okay. Yeah, it's pronounced Brazil. With over... It's silent, I <laughs> And well, I don't know if this, this is like a per year thing, but he is over six million. That's probably... Um, and then, well, the second place is Cody Ole. Cody Ole with 3.5 million. And I think that's just prize money makings. From wow. the yeah. research, uh, from what I was able to uh, dig up. Yeah, so Trevor Brazil, I've actually um, watched him over the years. He's been to the NFR 24 times. He won his 24th title in 2018, and he actually uh, he signed off, uh, I believe, last year. Retired? He's, he retired, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's still wow. doing some more local stuff, but he decided to quit chasing the Pro Rodeo Trail because he's got a family and kids, yeah. and, and he, uh, he decided it's time to... Tip his hat and let the next guy step up. How old know? is he? Do you know? He is 24. <laughs> and he gets he's, to retire? He's 24, oh, man. man. Yeah, these guys, that's, it's about to 20 something and well, then I guess, they're done. I guess that's like, you know. She, I thought he, he would be older if now. If he hit though. 40 at baseball, you're like, oh man, you're old, get out. Yeah. You know? if, I guess if he hit 25 maybe in rodeo, right. you're like, oh man, get out, you're old. Yeah. It's, it's a lot about like what our bodies can take, you yeah, know. Yeah, just a young man's game. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I noticed that lots of cowboys have sponsors on their yes, attire, and it reminded me of NASCAR, like how they have it on their mm-hmm. cars. Mm-hmm. And so they have sponsors, and they're probably making some money from their sponsors as well. Their brands are horse the sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they they all they have the top guys have sponsors, so they're getting paid out through that. So I don't really know the exact amount wow. these guys are making, but yeah. it can be a lot. Now, their sponsors can pay up to about six figures. Yeah, for wow. sure. Sponsors are totally different. The athletes in, in any sport do have sponsors, mm-hmm. and they're doing commercials and stuff. They, they make a lot of money through that. Yeah, wow. there's, like, clothing lines, mm-hmm. trucks, trailers, um, equipment. Anything country you could think of. Oh, yeah. It's there. There's sponsors. Um, I looked it up. Trevor Brazil's net worth is about $10 million. Okay, so. so. Nice. He's doing pretty good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 24 years old. Wow. 
Doesn't that just make you feel shitty? Yeah, it's good. It makes my mom feel like I'm a failure, you know? <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel like I'm a failure. <laughs> Why can't you be doing that? <laughs> but, um, so now let's move on. And let's talk about some stories and some accidents uh, and some death at the rodeo. Oh. Uh, Dave, you know that, and Chris, you learned that I, I like the deathy stories. Yeah. I've always had for some reason. <laughs> so let's start with a fairly notable one. And this happened on Sunday, December 11th, 1994. Can you tell me where it happened? Yeah, in a second. <laughs> it comes, it'll come up in a second, I'm pretty sure. Oh. I think it happened in Cheyenne. I got it. I got it. Okay, okay, okay. Damn. Take your your story. You run with it. (laughs) Uh, On this day, everything was going pretty normally. Brent was sitting uh, ready for his bull ride and hanging out with his buddies at the NFR. What does that mean again? National Finals Rodeo. In Las Vegas. Las Vegas. And it's like it's like a national rodeo tournament. Yeah, it's essentially the uh, Super Bowl of rodeo. So this is the biggest one. This is the biggest. This is the top dogs, top okay. of the line. And, okay, good to know. Uh, now he is a bull rider, and he will be riding a famous bull known as Red Bull. Nice, because he gives you wings. <laughs> I was gonna make that pun. Thanks for stealing it. It's what I had. I wrote that one down. I, I want someone to say that when they get buck, bucked off of him. Gives you Red Bull gives you wings. Probably, it's probably been on one of the commercials. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. But yeah, he goes by Red Bull and or Red Wolf. I don't. Hmm. But he's a bull, so we're gonna call him Red Bull. Yeah, it sounds better anyway. And he was a bucking bull in, and he was for 12 years. Wow. And in 1996, he won the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association Bull of the Year. Because that's a thing. It is a thing. The PRCA (laughs) awards awards for Rodeos of the Year, Cowboys, Stock, all sorts of things. There's an award to everybody. There is. (laughs) There's a Hall of Fame in Colorado, if you care. Oh, well, that's going to come up, too, later. But uh, this was going to be Brent's first time riding Red Bull. And Red Bull weighed around 1,800 pounds. Mm-hmm. That is a big-ass animal. It's probably more than my Corolla. <laughs> uh, he even joked and was talking with his buddies. They said that when he gets off the bull, he's going to go and have a shot of tequila. He never got that shot. Oh. About four seconds into the ride, Brent is bucked off, and he became entangled in his leather rigging. Riggin, sorry. That's actually a common thing. It happens way more frequently than it needs okay. to, but mm-hmm. it uh, is an uh, unavoidable consequence. Okay. And the Riggin pulled him uh, under Red Bull's hooves where he was stomped on his neck and his head. Oh. Brent was unconscious and sent to the hospital with severe uh, cranial and facial fractures. Mm-hmm. Brent was a very, he was in very critical condition and was in a coma uh, and on life support for almost a week. And he actually died six days later from his injuries. Red Bull was not considered a vicious bull and this was ruled as a freak accident. Just uh, something that happens. It's, and it's part of the game. Well, it's, it's call it a game, but yeah. It's part no, of the it's, sport. It's yeah. part of, you know, risk and reward. Yeah. And um, sad story, Brent was only 25 oh. when he died. But uh, at least Red Bull had a good career uh, making people money. 
<laughs> oh, and all this was on uh, ESPN at the time. Oh, so really? this actually wow. happened on ESPN. Oh, wow. And this is one of the more famous stories. And I'll have one more famous story. But first, Dave, you got a story. Oh, okay. Why don't you hit so, us with that? <clears throat> mine's a little off from those, as per usual. <laughs> this is a story. This is actually a really funny story. I, I got to tell you where it was. It was in Texas Monthly. The writer doesn't mention his name. But so he's writing from first person. But anyway, it's a story about him becoming a rodeo clown okay. and learning from the best, Leon Coffey. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of him? I have. Okay. So, <coughs> excuse me. It starts with him talking to Leon. Um, so this guy, he was pretty young at the time, you know, finished high school. But he was just like, oh, I want to be a rodeo clown. So he took a class from <laughs> Leon Coffey. There is uh, schools for this. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> so he's... He's like, oh, I get a free class, me and one other guy, because they were going to uh, do do a, a rodeo with him. Okay. And Le- I guess Leon was kind of injured at the time. He's like, I'll teach you guys real fast what you're going to be doing, you know? And he's like, so uh, why do you want, you know, what do you want to get into it for? He's like, oh, because I'm, I'm, I'm really fast and I'm, my, my coworkers think I'm crazy, so I'm great at this. He's like, uh-huh. Well, it would help if you're fast, too. He's like, oh, I'm really more sneaky fast than fast. <laughs> so he goes, right, look, son, I really don't think you want to do this stuff. But if you think you, you got, but if you think you do, here's what you got, here's what's going to happen. You're going to go to the drugstore, get yourself a big bag of marbles, then you take that bag of marbles with you to every rodeo you can find, and you tell them you're a bullfighter, and ask them if they'll let you work. Can I tell them I talk to you? No, no, if you give them my name, I'll, I'll find you. And you don't want that to happen. So it's like, he's like, no, don't tell him about me. So you, I want you to go to those rodeos. Okay, so when you get on the rodeo, you're going to put a handful of those marbles in your mouth. And you're going to work bull after bull after bull. Are you listening to me? Yeah, yes, sir. Every time you get hooked. Wait, what's hooked? <laughs> Here, tell us what hooked is. Uh, just when you get caught by a horn, you know, yeah. that sort okay. of thing. Yeah. So anyway, Leon starts laughing at him. He's like, okay, you'll find out what it is. Anyway... And when it happens, every time it happens, I want you to spit a marble in the dirt where you landed. And I want you to look at where that marble lands, and I want you to study it. Then you're going to get up and do it again. Once you've got enough rodeos, got hooked enough times that you've lost all your marbles, if you still want to be a bullfighter, you give me a call. (laughs) Get it? Because you're crazy. I love that. I love that. want to be a bullfighter. So he's like, well, he didn't seem to think... He's like, man, he doesn't think I want to be a bullfighter. I really do. So he's he's like, so that's why I picked up running. And I started watching rodeos all the time. <laughs> kind of quite not doing what he wanted to do or what he told him to do. Mm-hmm. But he's like, anyway, so uh, I did. And then I went back to him and I I was doing that stuff. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready. And I give him my check. He cashed it. So I got in this school, in his class. <laughs> so he's like, and that's when I started really learning from him. He's giving me the, learning the T-step. You know what that is? Got to do the two-step. Just kidding. But yes, so um, <laughs> with bullfighting, a lot of it is more agility than speed because bulls mm. can't make those tight turns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's a whole lot of distract, run to me, 90, you know, and take, yeah. taking those hard, agile hard turns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then the step-through maneuver, mm-hmm. you kind of fake them out, you mm-hmm. know. It's kind of like, fo- you know, playing football yeah. with the bull, with the bull, you know. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, he, he goes on and starts telling him. And he said, this was one of the, he memorized the order of a clown's priorities, which uh, first protect the bull rider and you protect your partner, other mm-hmm. clowns. Okay. Usually there's about three. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Two to three. Okay. Yeah. And then protect yourself. So you're last on the list, but you still got to protect yourself. But yeah. So anyway, 
That was Leon's mantra. Mantra. Yeah, I did say it right. <laughs> mantra. Okay. So, anyway, he said, and that one thing he, uh, Leon always impressed in him was you'd never lead the bull back to the rider. Mm-mm. He's you like, your, your job direction. is to get him the other way. You're going to capture him, get him sense. fixed on you and lead him away. Um, so he's like, okay. So it was, it, it's really interesting. You listen to the, some of these old cowboys like this, they're, you know, they're, they're uh, looked up to for a reason, you know, mm-hmm. like the, yeah. they just make sense and they could talk like, like how you said, don't, what, what was that thing at the beginning with the words? Don't, don't take too many words to say something simple. Or something. Why say few word? Wait. Why say, hmm. <laughs> Why say lot word when few word do trick? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's how, that's what a cowboy is. They, they hate talking. It's like, just get it down to the, to the gold. Just get right to it. But, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, so he was he was supposed to be bullfighting with uh, Leon. Leon was kind of injured, so he's like, "You two are going to do it." Come to find out, though, by the time it started, the other guy backed out. So it was just <laughs> it was just this guy writing this story, and uh, Leon was kind of at the side. So anyway, when it came time, bull bull rider fell off, and he he kind of jumped. Hey, and he jumps, and the bull turns on, and he's like, "Oh man." <laughs> He's like, uh, I realized I was kind of frozen. <laughs> Standing at like, the barrel of the And he's like, all gun. I could think of is getting to that fence over there. He's like, and I did. And I ran there. But that's where the bullfighter was. And so he's like, he's like but that's when the Leon jumps out. And he's injured, but he jumps out anyway because he see it, he saw it. Smacks the bull, you know, just kind of like jumps right in, smacks him on the head. Whoosh. Brings him right away. You know, starts talking to the bull like, hey, you better bring your... Your mama, because you ain't so big, you know, kind of stuff. And <laughs> talking so, to the bull. Yeah, talking smack to it. But uh, so then he, and then he teaches Leon a little bit of lessons, like, hey, you forgot what you were doing. He's like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But, uh, you know, teaches him again. So come to find out, he starts doing this a little bit, because, you know, you can make some pretty good money as a mm-hmm. rodeo clown. But, of course, everyone that's doing it says, you're crazy, don't do it, you know. <laughs> so anyway, he gets into it. Um, starts doing a, 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 a bull. His name was Ghostbuster. Mm-hmm. I guess he's a pretty big bull. Anyway, he's starting to do, you know, he gets into it. He's doing his, doing his moves, you know. And uh, uh, one time he, he did his T-step. Bull ran on him. He did a T-step. And he's like, but I kind of did it and didn't quite get, uh, how do you say? I didn't keep myself up with it. And, well, let's say the bull got me. He's like. Took him down, you know, Bruce. And he's like, so anyway, I uh, decided then uh, I'd take up law school. And uh, (laughs) my hip was hurting when I started law school. (laughs) So So, he retired already? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's not something you stay in. Definitely not something for everybody. It it really is. It's a good story. The guy that writes it is hilarious. He writes, it's it's just well written. Texas Monthly is called... My short unhappy life as a rodeo clown. We can put that up on the it's description, really so okay, if people want to click it. on it, they can. Because the guy was brilliantly funny, so I don't want to read that verbatim. Yeah, even well, though we'll, we'll put it on the description was, if been worth people want to read it. So yeah, thank you, Dave. That was good. Yeah, yeah rodeo clowns—they're interesting, huh? Yeah, I always said that was the fun when I went as a kid. That <laughs> yeah. was the fun part I like to see. I want to see an idiot. If you don't mind me saying, I want to see an idiot going, <laughs> going, "Hey, come after me," you know, but. It, it was just, I don't know, that they was just, that's They serve a real and important you. purpose. Yep. Yeah. 
Well, all right, Dave. Thank you for that. Uh, Chris, I'm sure you have some stories that, re- that you've seen happen in your own mm-hmm. world. So yeah, I mean, do I've you got, have a good one for us? Or I've got two? my own horror stories, you know. Uh, obviously, I didn't die. Here I am today speaking <laughs> to you in the flesh. But uh, I've got my own injuries and a fair share of uh, concussions. Do you have any injuries that still persist today? Like, that you can tell if... Yeah, actually. So I... Um, it was actually my final rodeo of my senior year. So it was like my send-off. Oh. I wanted to go out with a bang, and man, I sure did. <laughs> so the first night of the rodeo, I had drove down to a little town called Delta. Um, mm. Get down there, get ready, get warmed up. I'm excited, ready to send it off, do the best I can, and you know, make it worthwhile, my three years' worth of dedication to this. So I... Um, I run my horse into the barrel pattern and the dirt has just been turned up from horse after horse after horse running into this dirt. And so she loses her footing and she went like somersaulted forward front flip. Mm. I blacked out. So I don't really remember. I remember feeling her start to stumble and that's, and then I remember being on the ground. So she stumbled and she tucked her nose and rolled and we went together. So she landed right on top of me. I took the saddle horn to the kidney Uh. um, and then she stood up and I was stuck in my saddle. So she stood and was hanging me upside down basically. And uh, before I could blink, my father had jumped the stands and was next to me and he was untying me from the saddle. They were holding my neck, trying to make sure I hadn't, you know, broke my neck or anything. Ambulance rolls in. I'm screaming bloody murder because I thought my horse was hurt. I was far more concerned about her health and well-being Uh, than my own. Um, But I got to the hospital. Long story short, I bruised, cracked, or broke every single rib. I had a concussion. I was... uh, my kidney was swollen, not bleeding, <laughs> not yeah. bleeding. This is, this is a list I normally read off when somebody's died yes. on our show. And yeah. Like you this, just yeah. doing this, this is like happened, happened to her. Through all of Jackie Chan's career, and right? she's saying this happens one instant. <laughs> yeah. one instant. So my kidney was swollen, not bleeding internally, thankfully, um, and I was a little, pretty banged up, you know, pretty bruised and everything. We go back to the hotel. My parents are trying to talk me into going home. They're like, let's just sleep, load the horse up tomorrow, head home. And high school rodeo was a two-day event, so I was mm-hmm. like, you're out of your freaking mind if you think we're going home tonight so i woke up sat up the next morning forgetting all of the injury and i was just black and blue just everywhere i sat up and i was like oh yep there's that that hurts a lot (laughs) um and i ended up my horse was fine she walked away no injury she was no limp totally good so we uh, rodeoed the next day much to my well-being and my mom's well wishes um (laughs) but definitely went out with a bang that's for sure but we had fun yeah that's (laughs) Damn, I didn't <laughs> just that's one fall and that's all that yeah. happens. Yep, right? and that's and I you've mean, got more that have happened. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, I have if I had to count how many concussions I have, I could pay for the medical bills that have been caused by my concussions. <laughs> that's crazy. I yeah. guess maybe that's why they get paid so much to pay for the medical bills. Dave, I'm sure they've gotten their sponsors <laughs> give them insurance. Oh yeah, maybe they're sponsored yes. by Aflac. <laughs> Something like that. All right, well, thank you, Chris. I'm, I'm sure you've got a lot more I've that got, you could I've go got into. I've got quite a few, but that one's my uh you know. Oh, wow. I think Randall, okay. a good one. All right, so I've got one more, and this is probably the most famous one. Like, when I told you about it, you're like, oh, well, yeah, yeah. obviously we got to cover that yeah. one, right? And so let's just get going on it. This is another famous one. Uh, the story takes place on July 30th, 1989. And let's meet a man. Let's meet Lane Frost. Lane is a pro bull rider, and he was actually from La Pointe, Utah, uh, which you that is in like eastern Utah. I've never even heard of La Pointe, but 
I'm trying to think where that is. Is that east? Eastern, yeah. That's like by Moab or no, south? northeast. Well, east. Oh, the point. No, that's in Uinta County, isn't it? The point. Okay, it's either Duchesne or or Uinta. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. Something like that. Yeah. Doesn't matter. (laughs) A lot of his family actually still lives here. Uh, Some of his family members Boride now, and uh, I actually know his aunt. Go on. (laughs) She's name dropping on us now. Famous (laughs) Boriders. Uh, yeah, so uh, rodeo. Like I was saying rodeo is very popular here in Utah, and he somewhere along the line, I think before he was in high school, he moved to Oklahoma, and kind of was raised there, and grew up there. Belaine was he was a world champion, and today is he is considered a legend. Hmm. He began rodeo, rodeo, rodeoing. That's a weird word. Rodeoing. Full-time after high school. In 1988, he became the PRCA world champion bull rider at 24 years old. Oh, hey, that's when Brazil retired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He won many other awards and championships. Too many to name. We're not going to go over them all. Uh, he also, one of his most uh, popular things ever is he had a feud with another with a bull. He had a straight-up oh. feud with a bull named yes. Red Rock. Oh. Red Rock. See, do you know, you know, I sure. do I do know uh, the story of Red Rock, but go on. Okay. Uh, and they had like a, a best of seven series going oh, against each okay. other. Uh, Red Rock was another famous bull. And riders attempt to ride him 309 times and nobody could stay on for eight seconds. Oh, wow. 309 times and wow. nobody could. That's impressive. Yeah. And the best of seven series was called the Challenge of the Champions. And it was taken over some time. It wasn't back to back or anything. But Lane Lane actually won this challenge and rode him for eight seconds, four out of the seven times. Wow. Yeah. So Lane is the champion. Makes sense. Yeah. And let's go to July 30th in 1989 in Cheyenne, Wyoming at the Cheyenne Frontier Days. Lane is set to ride on a Brahma bull uh, named Taking Care of Business. Taking Care of Business. <laughs> what does Brahma bull mean? It's just a breed. Oh, it's just a breed. That's your favorite part of the wrestler. Well, that was, that was, that was the rock. Yeah. That was the rock. He called himself the Brahma bull. The Brahma bull. Yeah, that's what he called himself. <laughs> he had a tattoo of a bull on his arm and everything. Yeah. That's actually why I asked her. It's just so I could bring that up, to be honest. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. Lane completed a... So we're on this day, and he's riding, um, taking care of business. Lane completed a successful 91-point ride on the bull. That's good. Yes. Okay. Lane fell off and landed on the dirt when the bull turned and hit him in the back with its horn. Now, I watched the video of this happening. It didn't look like much. Yeah. It, it looked like barely anything happened. To the naked eye, it does not look like a lot. No. Well, I mean, they shave the horns down. No, wait, wait. Well, gonna, they... Wait. It's after the... Okay. Oh. So, wait. So, <laughs> But um, back then, at this point in time, they didn't, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. So, this bull had really sharp horns, and I watched it. It looked like nothing happened. I was like, that's that was barely anything, but... Something did happen, obviously. Uh, the horn pierced and broke several ribs. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, Lane, then he stood up. Sorry. <laughs> Lane then stood up and wa- he was waving for help. 
and he took a couple steps. All right, we're gonna we're showing Dave the video of it happening oh, okay. right now. So Dave, kind of narrate a little bit. Let's see. Yeah, on. he's riding. They got a slow mode a bit. He's staying on, oh, and then he leaned back. Right oh, there. <laughs> and then the bull turned on him. Gets him right in the back, and oh, then yeah. as as Lane he is down, him. he comes back for a second time, and he gets him right in the side at oh, the bottom of the part. rib cage. Yeah. So the bull got him twice. Twice. Okay, I didn't oh. see that second mm-hmm. one. But uh, yeah, he, and he broke several of his ribs. And then he got up and took a few steps, fell back to the ground. His heart and his lungs were punctured by his broken ribs. Oh, no. And he was rushed to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. Oh. Guess how old he was. How old? 24? 25. Oh, no wonder Brazil's retiring at 24. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's like, I'm not going to 25. Cat These other guys died else. at 25. Gee. But yeah, that's that's kind of a main event um, story. That's one of the main guys. And so it was very mm. sad. But in 1994, there was a movie made about his life starring Luke Perry, who has also recently died. Oh, yeah. But, um, and it was also uh, starred Stephen Baldwin. The movie is called Eight Seconds. I actually remember my mom watching this when I was a kid and just having it on in the background of the TV. Oh, yeah? I remember it. And she's like, I like it because the love story. Because <laughs> there's a big love, there's a big there love story. A big love story. And, it was and, a big movie at the time. Yeah, yeah it really it was. It, it really was. And uh, Lane did leave behind a wife uh, named Kelly Kyle was her name. But yeah, so after his death, professional cowboys are now required to wear a protective vest when riding bulls Mm. and also like you said with the horns it wasn't after this happened so people started shaving bulls horns and not necessarily shaving them off but they shave them so they are a blunt um, end rather than a pointed end I mean people have been doing that in rodeo forever but it kind of became more mainstream yeah more mainstream and more um, maintained as rodeo kind of got bigger because that risk of injury is is much less when you are hitting a blunt object Mm -hmm. rather than a, a very pointy object that makes sense i get it yeah all right so there's also the lane frost slash ben uh, ben thurman award or sorry brent thurman award who we talked about in my last story and this is the award for the highest scoring ride at the pbr world finals they Ooh. that's what it's named after them after they died and uh that does not stand the pbr does not stand for paps blue ribbon finals what we've discussed what it's a it? professional bull riding, but every time I hear PBR and people are talking about beer, it just, like, it's, you know, one of those things you gotta think about it really hard for a second, and then you're like, oh, oh yeah, okay, I'm here, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Makes sense. But, uh, and a year later, Lane was inducted to the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I forgot the city's name, but. I think it's in Colorado Springs, isn't it? I'm not oh, sure. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's in Colorado. And Lane is one of, if not the most famous bull rider, the most famous bull rider's deaths okay. that have taken place inside the ring. Huh. Yeah, it's in Colorado Springs. Okay. Hmm. But guys, um, that is going to wrap up the episode. Gee, we barely touched the surface. I know. There's there's a lot more to this, the history. Um, I'm sure we can go for days on stories that could Chris yeah, could I bring think we, us. I think we need to do this one again. This yeah, could be... We could definitely do this again. Definitely. We didn't even talk about uh, Cowboy Pinball or anything. we gotta, <laughs> we got to hit this up again. I don't know what that is. That's why we'll have it on learn. the next one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, this is uh, definitely something we could do again, a uh, rodeo-themed ep- uh, episode. But I hope everyone enjoyed our eight-second ride. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah, I thought oh, Dave Matt got like the best that, pun yeah. this time. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I always get the best ones. <laughs> but uh, we're more funny. like our no. uh, hour and 15, 20-minute ride. But there you go. <laughs> it's one of our longer episodes, huh? Uh, I, I know I learned a bunch, bunch of new things, so I hope everyone else did. And uh, thank you, Krista, for joining us and helping us out. We would... Uh, but been we don't know maybe yeah. we, this. we would have been helpless without you so yeah. thank you for being on. we had a pro here now and sharing brought your professionalism stories. to our podcast we did <laughs> it's our first time but we've done it yeah all right so as for next week dave we have our we're going to do our eighth edition of recent animal stories and attacks okay i've been keeping track and we will we have several great stories we uh, for next week we've got a wolf attack Mm. which is a pretty cool story. Um, we've got a, a bear attack here in Utah. Oh. And as always, it's summertime, so there's going to be some stupid tourists in Yellowstone. So we've got to cover a couple stories with stupid tourists. All right. Stupid tourists are one of our favorite pastimes. It days. is, yeah. We love talking about them. Uh-huh. For future reference, you don't need to touch the buffalo. No. <laughs> that's that's all I got. But please if, do so we you, can talk about yeah, it. Actually, yeah. <laughs> If you take anything from this, uh, my wise words of wisdom, it's don't touch the buffalo. She's right. You should not touch it. We need to have a story of somebody who does, in fact, touch yeah. one of them. But, um, Dave, we have a few shout-outs to give this week, so let's do that. We want to thank Johnny Putnam. Johnny Putnam! He gave us a very nice review on iTunes, so thank you for that. And also, shout-out to Neon Dion. Neon Dion! This review just came in today, and she said... Or I, I don't know if it was a she, actually. So they said. That's a pretty cool name. <laughs> they said uh, all the other animal podcasts are for children. And she likes our <laughs> she likes our gruesome. She likes when we talk about the gruesome stuff. Nice. So I like, th- I like that, too. Right on. Thank you very much. We also got an email today from a listener saying that they've been trying to give us a review, but none of the platforms that she uses can do it. Like Spotify, you can't leave Ooh. a review on Spotify. Oh, really? Uh-uh. Huh. So but, how do they know? How is someone on Spotify going to know if it's good or not? They just listen. They just don't give a review. Uh. I guess. I don't know. But uh, she left an email, so we're going to give her a shout out anyway. So uh, thank you, Amanda J. Amanda J. Uh, she thought that she thinks they were pretty funny. And she actually, Dave, she likes your laugh. She thinks it's funny. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's a genuine laugh. It's there such too. a goofy laugh. It's just goofy. <laughs> But uh, we've been doing really well. We've been getting more reviews lately. So thank you to everyone and help it keep it up for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but Dave, if any of the other listeners want to help out and be a uh, help out the show, be a producer, what can they do? Subscribe, rate, review. Go to your, or go to your favorite. Oh, I already messed that up. Jeez, give us yeah, five stars. Say something like "except on Spotify" because you can't. And uh, <laughs> it really helps us out. You know, gives us more listeners, more tension, attention. And uh, just kidding. all right, take it over, Matt. Yeah, I did horrible. Yeah, give us five stars. Give us a review on whatever platform you can. If you if you're on Spotify, then you can do it on Facebook. Ah. Give us a review there. Uh, it really helps out, and we will give shouts to anyone who does. But now, if you want to be an even more wonderful producer and become a producer of the show, you can go to PayPal or Venmo, leave a little donation. That means the whole, that means the world to us. Like I say, I've been saying every week, we want to get some merch going. Yeah. Uh, get some t-shirts, some hats and make some merch. Uh, so this will, that will be starting us up. Any yeah. donations will help start us up for that. Yeah. And in order to do that, go to PayPal. You can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com. Or on Venmo on my personal account, Matthew-Hamilton-51. And all that info will be in the description below. 
And to all of our listeners, feel free to contact us if you ever want to. Tell us a cool animal-related story of you or someone you know. Or if you want to suggest an episode idea or you want just want to ask a question or say hi, please, please feel free to do so. Uh, you can email us or message us on Facebook. And also help us by growing by recommending us to family and friends. Tell them we're on all the platforms we need to be. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, uh, everywhere we need to be. Nice. All right. Um, Dave, do you have anything else? No, I'm good. Carissa, do you have anything else, Dan? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we got to ask. No, uh, not again. Colonel Cheetor? All right, Carissa. What do you say we go back to my den and I give you an eight-second ride? <laughs> okay. Mmm, <laughs> you got to get a little something uh, better than that. Ah, burned! Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He got I shut almost, down. I almost guarantee she's heard that before, Cheetor. Maybe try harder next time. <laughs> silly. All right, anyway, this is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.